0: Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet, a betting site with a difference. Not only are we offering the best available odds on a United win, we've also got exclusive special bets created by Reds. And as we share half our net profits with the United supporters community, no matter what, the fans can always end up winning. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app, Red Army Bet, about fans, by fans, for fans. Welcome to the Manchester United We Stand podcast. It's three hours before Manchester United against Huddersfield Town, and I'm going to continue the optimism. It hasn't left me since Cardiff, which was a cracking day out, and I think the voices reflected that on the podcast on Saturday. It was a great win, and we've got a new United We Stand out today, and optimistic it's going to go well. The weather's good, and it's only Huddersfield Town. But have I heard myself? Last time I saw Huddersfield was last month. I went to Wolves to Molyneux to write a big piece about how Wolves are on the way up and doing really well. Got all these great players. I spoke to former players of Wolves. I spoke to fans. And then they got beat at home by Udersfield. And it wasn't a fluke. They completely outplayed them. They had a three-man midfield. And the best player was Aaron Moy, who I saw play for them in the second division. And Moy came from a team called Manchester City. And he's done well and Udersfield have done alright. And I drove back from Molyneux and Huddersfield fans were ringing in 606 which was shit by the way, really shit just full of knobheads who you know, well I've heard this and um, I wasn't at the game today but I've heard that we played like this and Huddersfield fans were, were saying that they didn't get the credit that they deserved but I think they've had loads of credit, I went there two years ago and wrote a massive piece about them and it was full of praise for what their chairman Dean Hoyle's done and what their manager David Wagner's done and On a limited budget too, and they are the best team in West Yorkshire. Unfortunately for Leeds United. Anyway, I'm walking into Old Trafford now. Someone's handing out Santa hats to fans, and I bumped into Jamie Jackson, who's the Manchester correspondent for the Guardian newspaper, no longer the Manchester Guardian, sadly. And Jamie has an alter ego, Jamie Paradise. He's a novelist, and he published his first book. I think it was his first book in 2018. He can tell us about it. Because uh, I just asked him if it was hard porn, and he said, absolutely not. But I think there's some it's, darkness in the
1: book. Welcome to United We Stand podcast for the first time, David. Thank you very much, Andy. Same to you. Season's greetings. Yeah, the, the, the book's called Nighttime Cool. It does actually have hard porn, is not it? But it's not in the hard porn category at Amazon. It's in hard-boiled. What's hard-boiled? Hard-boiled is like sort of detective thriller, think think Pulp Fiction, James Earl those those sort of characters, Raymond Chandler. But um, it's a bit more of a caper sort of book, as in... It's a yeah, bit tongue-in-cheek, full of colourful characters. So you've got the porn character, Wade Long, who's like the king of Soho for his porn. You've got uh, the bent detective, Frederick Street, who you know, loves ripping off people, knows that he's corrupt, but loves the fact that he knows it sort of thing. He's got a son who's a bit softer, who's a DJ, and it's about those two, really. Um, were you, where were your nighttime influences? Uh, everywhere I've lived, I've lived well, I've, I, I always say I've lived around the world because before I got into this gig at 30, I'm now 47. I sort of lived, well, I spent a year in India, Goa, Pakistan, China. Been spent a summer in a beef when I was about doing 19. What? Just, just, uh, Living off the fat of the land, Andrew. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you only you. became a journalist at 30? <laughs> yeah, because basically I applied to do a master's. This is true, this bit now. I applied to do a master's in criminology at Cambridge because I obviously got a first degree. I didn't even get a, uh, an interview for that. And I thought, what am I going to do? Because I always wanted to write fiction. I thought, oh, I'll actually try journalism. So I went and did a master's in journalism. And here I am oh, now. Why, you I did that at uh, the London College of Printing, which yeah. was then part of the London Institute. It's called the University of Arts now, which is quite a good gaffe. Um, they happened to be opposite the Observer uh, building in London in Farringdon. And I got work experience there I got a big break there I won't go into that now what happened but on the basis of that I got, I, got, I got in and here I am 14 years later where are you from originally well I was born in London Camberwell but my accent's Lancaster which is obviously about an hour and a half of here uh, but I lived in London best part of 20 years Camberwell's before, Elephant and Castle that's right, of right south yeah, of the Denmark River. Hill at Kings College Hospital my great
0: grandfather was from Elephant and Castle and uh, his son right. was a Manchester United footballer but he was a, a boxer in the British Army was he? been researching this for the last few years so Elephant and Castle got told he was a bit of a hard bastard I don't uh... think um, Elephant and Castle is quite like hamster does it no no
1: it's a little bit seamy. to be honest I've never met my dad so I don't know anything about that side of family but you know it's something to to research but uh, second part of my life but um yeah, so, the, what were you doing in a uh, clubbing? I was uh, just, just sort of walking, walking, the, walking what, the beach. What and, were the best uh, clubs? Uh, oh, crumbs. Amnesia, Hacha, amnesia. Amnesia. Space in the morning was hilarious for about six in the morning. You used to go to sleep at night, get off about four, hitchhike down there from San Antonio, and jump up because you could jump in the wall over there. This is uh, uh, back then. Like amnesia. night what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> amnesia
0: has just become high. <laughs> I think I got sent there to write a piece about Ibiza a few weeks ago. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely brilliant, but well, my experience was
1: one with children, so right, well, it was daytime clubbing. That, that this book, Nighttime Cool, is part of a series of four, and you know the second one's set in Ibiza, the, the fourth one is. A, basically, they all want to escape to, to have their own little bits of sun, basically. But um, it's a nice... So 91
0: to... in Ibiza, that was a great year for music. Yeah, great yeah,
1: year. It, it was amazing, yeah, because I, I'd have been 18, 19 then, and you had, like... Yeah, house music, you had the Stone Roses. My my mum got me into Stone Roses. Um, She had that album first. She was a bit, bit, I'm going to say, an old hippie. So she she introduced me to that. So there was that, obviously the Mondays. uh, There's all sorts of music kicking around, wasn't there? And and baggy jeans. It was a a superb year for
0: music. And I think I was 17, so it was always going to be one of your most yeah, exactly, years. exactly, exactly, exactly. I think the Lars came out yeah, that year. Yeah. Electronic put Getting Away With It Out that year. Yeah.
1: Um, a big tune in that, that summer of Beaver was The Farm altogether. now, yeah. that, that, that tune. Um, uh, Peter Hooten, he's a great, yeah. great
0: lad. Peter's yeah, a good not friend Peter of mine. A little bit. And um, I was in a beaver uh, for, for a work job, as I said, and I started reading and speaking to people. Mm. And one of the main DJs, I think it was Alfredo, Yes, he bemoaned the Brits. Moving in and commercialising, and I've never, I've never heard that view before. That's
1: interesting That is interesting, and I, and I can't blame him because obviously he was one of the ones who started it all up. And, and you know, the tale now is quite anglocentric that the English went over there and, and basically sort yeah. of made it what it was. But there's no way at all that they, they just caught onto something and kind of almost brought back what they had over there to back here. You know. Cause it, there's London scene, but I also used to go to a lot of warehouse parties in Blackburn when I was about 17 or 18. I Have know. them in place? Yeah, do you know about all that up there? Because yeah. um, I, then I lived in Lancaster. So you drive down on the Saturday, got to this club called uh, Set Ends, which is like a, a pub, till two, and then you join this convoy and away you go. But that, that was all influenced, basically, from the sort of Balearic uh, you know, sound and what was going on in Ibiza. A
0: lot of the Ibiza came from a place called Sitges, just south of Barcelona. So the first ever oh, passion right. was in Sitges. That's right, yeah. so It was very counterculture in the Franco era. And what became my new mission? That club amnesia came out of stitches as well. And
1: well, you know, coup was owned yeah. by a former footballer, Spanish football. I can't remember which clubs he played for. Coup is like Hawaiian for like God of Love. But this football, he ended up getting. I can't remember his name. He ended He's up still getting, alive? No, he got knocked off basically because right. he was a bit connected. He got knocked right. off in the nineties. But he, he, there was, a, there was, a, there was a coup on mainland. I think it was in the Basque country. Yeah. And worth investigating. Yeah, no, it thing. is. And, and then, then, then he, he opened up this this second branch, and that's. Uh, you know that's still there or it's it's not got the same name now but that that building's still there that site
0: before we talk about Man United I'll tell
1: you (laughs) one more Ibiza story
0: (laughs) 10 years ago well I wrote for Pasha's magazine for 10 years did you? yeah yeah I really liked it because it was nothing to do with football and if they wanted anyone in Barcelona um, that sounds like an amazing gig oh it was great because it was a summer gig and everyone wanted to speak to Pasha's magazine so you'd have these Barca players who really wanted to be in it so it was very different from approaching them saying can I speak about football They'd ring you back. Carlos Pio rang me up and said, "Hey, you want to speak to me. i right. too, too right. Right, let's, right. Let's speak tomorrow. And in, in 2007, Ibiza's football team got promoted to the Spanish third division.
1: Right. And here's
0: how they did it. Right. The council said to all the discos, we're going to turn a blind eye right. to your licensing yeah. as long as you put X amount of money in to support the football team. Right. So when you went into the, the camp <laughs> MISAS, the stadium, right. you saw these huge adverts. It was the coolest football ground in the world because it was DC 10, Pasha, mm. amnesia, space, detail. all the way around the ground. Does that sound good, that. And I wrote this piece about him for Pasha, so yeah. they let me in. The team let me in. They got promoted. Brilliant game of football, last-minute winner, right, all that. Right, Old third-division right. hero. Nice
2: story. Carried right, off okay.
0: the pitch. We're having the after-party in Pasha. So <laughs> I, in the name of journalism, I, I woke up at 7 o'clock the next... I've got in at seven o'clock the next. So dedicated. Don't get these jobs anymore, Jamie.
1: Unfortunately.
0: (laughs) So you've been covering the Manchester beat for how long?
1: Well, since the the, the half of the season that City won it first time with Mancini. So the rest of that season, then Ferguson's last. Since then, basically, you know, in this job for so the last six years. It's what's interesting, right? It's obviously, apart from the Ferguson season when you won it, I've only just sort of, I'm not a fan of either club, but I've only sat through basically average United stuff. And I've been. Who did polite. you support as a kid? Well, Forest. I'm, I'm Laps Forest fans, so I look for their results, but I don't really know much about them. I always look for their results. Why
0: but, Lancaster Forest?
1: Because everyone where I grew up supported United or Liverpool, I just didn't fancy going that way for some reason. Also, Forest was doing really well at about 79. Lancaster know, City, the Giant Axe? I, 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 played, I played there for school a couple of times, scored a. A goal that got me into trouble with a lot of rough lads, but that's a story for another day. Giant <laughs> must be one of the best-named football yeah, grounds. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm not completely sure why it's called that, but as, as, as we were saying earlier... it's uh, Solitude, it's na-
0: Cliftonville. Yeah, yeah, Cliftonville. yeah,
1: and Dripping Pan as well. That's quite dripping decent. Dripping Pan's Lewis. Yeah, that's right,
0: yeah. Right, I'm going to plug the latest United <laughs> Stand. There's two articles okay. in the new mag. One is about Man United's ladies playing a game at the Dripping Pan in Lewis recently. Oh, OK. And the second nice. one, you mentioned the Stone Roses. Yeah. A lad called Jacko's written a piece about discovering this band in Manchester in 87 who turned out to be the Stone right. Roses. OK. And he got an early set list, and it's all handwritten, and it's right. stuff like She Bangs the Drums written on a piece of paper. Nice. And he was gutted when, like, a year later he went from playing in front of like 30 to 40 people because he felt that it's not sold out yeah. but really really good right, I, right. I've never heard anyone get into is the Stone roses it's that in early in that's published book. mate that's nice. out get one today nice, nice. I will out. do sounds brilliant and so you, you've covered United and you're covering City how does covering the
1: two teams compare? Uh, well it's just it makes it more of a soap opera I suppose I mean it's interesting because this was going to say I did the Cardiff game and um, it's the first first time really that You can sort of sense, I mean, I know Giggs had four games, but it was at the end of the season, you know. But that that was an interesting experience on on Saturday down there because he'd obviously played really well, battered him, and he comes in. and I thought it was going to be a little, not awkward, but a little bit, need need a bit of time to get used to the sort of press demands. But because he's been a United player and scored that goal and all the rest of it, to him it is second nature just to talk like a United player, a United manager. I don't think anyone should underestimate that. I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest tactician ever, but I think there is something in that. So let's wait and see. That's what makes today's match really interesting. How does it compare to deal with the two clubs as a journalist? They both have their moments. Um, Basically, if you if you write something that they don't like, if it's opinion based, you're basically okay. If it's like, I can understand if you get a news story wrong factually, you're going to hear from them. Um, What's your biggest bollocking you've had? depends what you call a ball I've never really had one f- from United. I've, I've had my I've run-ins with City, um, but they, they've kind of gone away. But what I would say is an interesting barometer. Is if a club is winning, like winning, winning, you don't really hear from them unless it's like, you know what I mean? If, you, if you're losing and you're that way inclined, then you might hear a little bit more from them. And that, that's, an inter- you know, that's an interesting test of how a media team operates. After what you've got to remember is the media t- sort of department might be getting lent on from above. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? yeah. Um, so at City there's a guy there called Estiati I don't know if you know who he is yeah, he's like Petra yeah. Yeah, so he's been with no. him at uh, Barcelona by Munich yeah. and out here he's like the de facto fixer for him so you know I think there's a bit of that goes on um, which is fair enough but and then here it's been a little bit state of flux i have got a new guy in now Charlie Brooks who I know a little bit from having the Nike account he seems okay Charlie's sound I know Charlie I yeah, know um, Charlie 20 years exactly but you know you've got to understand that this club here especially at United is massive I think anyone. It'd be interesting to see how Solskjaer goes over the next few weeks. It's not just... It is obviously about the football, but as a, as a Manchester manager, you can get caught up with lots of other stuff. Ferguson was good at delegating in the end, I think. You know what I mean? Like splitting up a little bit. And that's where a Phelan's appointment might be good for him.
0: Well, Phelan was the man he delegated too. Yeah. I know, I know there, Mike, yeah. and we'd, I've done quite a lot of stuff with him in the last year. Yeah. And he would say that the commercial arm of the club would come to him... Um, and say right, we're doing a pre-season tour where you've got to do fifty million adverts and Phelan would push back against that <laughs> right, okay. and then go to Ferguson right. and say he wanted to do fifty million adverts, but we've reduced them down to twenty five million right. and then Ferguson right. go, no chance. So right, okay. Phelan would then
1: push back. Right, so okay. It worked. Right, okay. Basically it worked. It sounds like it, yeah. So so, so maybe that's one of the, you know, one of the uh, good reasons that, that he's got this, this number two role again. So
0: we move into two thousand and nineteen then now. Um, do you think United are going to finish both City this season? <laughs> Doubtful.
1: If you do that, forget about the miracle in Istanbul. The miracle of Stratford, that would be... Uh, I think if you get top four, that's, that's a hell of a... You know, that's a mir- not a miracle, but that's, that's a very good result. I think, personally, they will be happy here. They would never say this, and I get that, but if, if you finish fifth or sixth, but players like Martial, Pogba, De Gea are happy again and, like, they want to sign on, you know, the, two, two of those three players whose contract have, have been triggered for the extension want to sign on again, that sort of thing. And, you know, basically what you want is him to finish with him having a decision to make about whether to keep him on. So I tell you what, if, if you were to finish top four, I think that gets the job. I mean, you might even get it if you, if you finish fifth and it's like you're flying sort of thing.
0: Final point before we speak to other people and we're both going to do our jobs and we're going to drop some food in at the food bank which must be him Good on uh, Smart Bullsby Way so tr- try and uh, support that. I think it's a great idea. Football fans helping people off less do no, fortunate no, no, you do than, it, yeah. the, the, than themselves. Um, Pogba, I think he's on thin ice. I mean, he's a great player and I actually think he's a very nice lad and I yeah. know people who know him really well. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like some of the things he's done. If he wants to leave, fine, and he does want to leave, but mm. he's got a big contract. It's going yeah. to be difficult for him to leave because yeah. he earns too much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't like the fact that on his Twitter profile there's no evidence that he plays for Manchester. Is that United. right? I didn't realise that. Yeah. No, that's not
1: great. That's no. not good, is it?
0: Since so no, he's an awful, Adidas really. athlete. It's a shame
1: though. Right.
0: And if he's had a big ump with Mourinho, fine. But now he's really got to start yes. playing, and it's all right. Sort of like coming out half apologising the other day, Mourinho's the one who's lost his job, not Pogba, mm. which is how it is in football. Yeah. But if he if he starts the same with Oli Gunner,
1: this, yeah, this is my my sort of thinking on it on on any player, right? If you're going to be a top top player, it shouldn't really matter who the manager is. I'm not saying you can't have the odd dip in form, Andy. But listen, you telling me like Roy Keane or Didier Drogba or John Terry? You know what? You understand what I mean? These proper players who were proper players really give a you know what about the manager because they're, they're their own manager, and that should be simple. Because if you have got that far in the game, the guy's on the world cup. He scored a good goal in the final. Do you know what I mean? He was probably one of their players at tournament. If you can do that, why can't you do it? He should be waking up each morning and saying, "Look, I'm actually going to I'm going to try and help the team out because we're having problems with the manager." You know what I mean? That would show more. Boy Keane gets suspended from the ninety-nine final, and you know against Juventus as we all know, and he, he plays probably the game of his life. That, that's what you need. It's easy to say that, but really, that is the mark of the very best. So I think you're right. He's got to start doing it week in week out. Otherwise, it's not good enough. I don't think. Prediction for today, please. Three-one uh, to your boys. And what are you saying? I I
0: think that's a fair prediction. <laughs> I'm going to agree. Oh like, no, kiss like, to death. <laughs> like like um like Alan Partridge when he couldn't get a second series and he he was trying to smarm up the guy from the BBC and he ordered like a really exotic cheese and Partridge goes, I'll have the same. So <laughs> I will agree with you and go for that. Thanks for your time. Nighttime calls your book. How'd it, you get it? it?
1: Yeah, Amazon. Uh... Waterstones, Blackwells, anywhere online or... You and know, your non plum is uh, Jamie Paradise. Yeah, where where I, the fuck's that Jamie from. Paradise, because we all want to have a little slice of, of paradise don't we, in our lives, escapism. So that's what the characters are like, that's kind of what my stuff's like. So give it a go.
3: Thank you. Cheers, Andy, cheers.
1: I'm on some at Busby Way
0: and a couple of Huddersfield fans yeah, have just walked past and I've just accosted them to have a word with them. Um, what's your name, where are you from?
2: Uh, Jack Morris, Brigow, sort of up the town.
0: Andrew
4: Walker, Ellen, up the town. So, how long have you been Town fans? I spotted them in the eighties, but I've only just started recently going to watch them. So why did you stop going and then start again? Money, if, money, right? I it, shift work and stuff like that.
0: And from what I went to watch you a couple of years ago when you're on the way up, and your chairman you Dean I'm Hoyle, if I'm not mistaken, there. had reduced tic- season ticket prices right down. Yeah. Did that appeal to people like you?
4: Uh, no, not really, because
0: shift work is Right, I'm so stopping you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But crowds went from 12,000 to 20,000, didn't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, will do, because people can afford it then. So, it's done good things with the ticket prices. How's this
2: season been for
0: you?
2: Not too Well, really bad, actually. Not good. We're playing good football, you can't score. It's one of them. Do play good. But last week, bit of a bit of a downer against Southampton, one of them. But yeah, we're playing good football, you can't score. That's the only problem. Uh, everyone's jumping on Wagner's back, which we don't agree with. Uh, he's brought everyone's us... What? Um, getting on Wagner's back. OK. Trying to get him out on that. And really? People, people that want seen. him out? Yeah. yeah. Really? He's brought yeah, on you know from League One, you know nearly dropping into League One. He opens up into Premier League and we're all jumping on his back straight away. It's him a bit of time. but Decent goal scorer, that's all we need. Uh, a bit of strength and depth, but it's one of them.
0: I watched you play at Molyneux last month. I
2: thought you were
4: excellent. Oh, yeah, I've been playing well. But just... Like he says, the can't score. Could do with a decent striker. So, Do you think you'll stay up? No.
2: I think there's worse teams than us, definitely. It's just whether we can get a goal scorer and whether we can still keep playing just as well. We've been playing well, played well against Spurs, Liverpool, but we just didn't get points. So
0: you've you just told me where you both live. If I'm not mistaken, that's to the east of Uddersfield. So I'd imagine there are Leeds United fans and Bradford City fans in your neck of the woods.
4: What are they like with you now? You're the best team in Yorkshire. Well, you're right there. We are the best team in Yorkshire. I mean, Leeds will never be bigger than us. So... <laughs> <laughs> all come out of Woodworks this year, aren't they? it's the top of league. All come out of Woodworks. What did they say when
2: you came up to the Premier League? Oh, they're not bothered. They don't care about us, but clearly they do. Can't wait till town go down. But, oh, no, they don't care about us at all.
0: You've needed a goal scorer. It's going to be easier said than done in it in the Premier League. Who's been your best player? I really liked... Um, Philip Billing, when I saw him play, and uh, and also Aaron Moy. Uh,
4: uh, yeah, not too bad. Uh, Moy's injured now, obviously, but still we could do with somebody like Defoe and Law after Christmas, right. if they can get somebody like that. That'd be a good good signing.
0: What's been your greatest moment following Town? Is it right, Town or Terriers? What do you call yourself, Uddersfield?
4: Huddersfield is it?
0: Oh, Uddersfield. <laughs> All right. What's been your greatest
4: moment following Uddersfield in your life? Going to Wembley. A few ta- few times with them. So and getting promotion yeah, from yeah, one of those Wembley, yeah. the playoff. Ball. Yeah, it wasn't a good game, but the result—that's what counts. And yeah. you followed them in the eighties. Yeah,
0: Leeds Road. Yeah, that massive terrace. Yeah, cow like, shed what, end. the Cowshed End as well. And do you miss anything about watching or yeah.
4: the atmosphere when you had Cowshed End was amazing? But you just can't stand up anymore.
0: And your stadium won architectural awards. It was the best of the new stadiums, wasn't it? When it opened in '95, does it feel like home? Do you love it?
4: Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do like it. I go quite often now, but no, I'd rather go Mower, but it shifts some uh, Money in it. How's it feel coming to Old Trafford? I've been a few times. Came last year when uh, when you beat us, but I went to game at. Let John Smith, when we beat you, yeah, <laughs> so
0: yeah. yeah, don't remind me of that, and I, I won't remind you of uh, how aggressive your team were in the opening ten minutes in February here at Old Trafford. You got to be, can't
2: be soft. You have got All to be right. aggressive. What's your football's too soft now? You, you can't, you can't not just lay someone on someone. You got to get stuck in. What's your best moment as an Uddersfield fan? Uh, probably two promotions, uh, play off against Sheffield United. Thought penalty shootout was never going to end, and then Reading when we went up, could not believe it. it was just... Never fought a team, my team in Premier
0: League. Finally, what do you think of Manchester United, the the club, the team, the fans, the the manager? There are quite a few Manchester
4: United fans in in Huddersfield. Yeah, I, I like Manu anyway. Why? Because I just Leeds United don't like him. Right. So I like anybody that Leeds right. United don't like. I like that line of thinking. <laughs> it's all right, mate, You can say if you don't like Man United, no, it's no problem.
2: I don't like you. I don't <laughs> like any of big clubs. So right. Why? why not <laughs> we're well, shit that's why <laughs> prediction for today please
4: oh, I've just said to my mate I'll either be 2-1 town or 6-0 Man i I'd take a scrappy one nil town
0: thanks for your time walking into Old Trafford now we've just been selling United we stand and seeing the great mixture of people who come to Manchester United games as I walk across the forecourt. and we get people know what we do and who we are and we get lots of feedback and I made the young kids walking past singing who put the ball in the German's net uh, a lad come up to me I think he works the tickets and uh, he said I like what you do but I really don't like the way you're having to go at the board so I said well go on come on the podcast he didn't want to come on the podcast but his argument was that board is supporting the manager by doing their job well and they are not culpable like some fans
5: seem to think that they are.
0: And he was very articulate and very eloquent as he spoke. And half an hour later, uh, another man come up to me, and they will all be listening to this, and said, you should be holding the board to account even more. So that just shows you've got two people who've got complete opposite opinions about Manchester United as they are now. And when the team loses these opinions, uh, the, the ante always comes to the fore. People start talking about protests, about boycotting matches and when the team's winning it tends to melt away because people tend to be a lot happier and it's definitely the same at the football club. So there's this wonderful mood now as I walk into Old Trafford. It's a gorgeous day. The sun's quite low but it's really bright and the Huddersfield fans are walking into the away end and it's just a lovely atmosphere and there's so much optimism about and relief and you can see that people are happy for now with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer now if he loses the next four matches that'll change that'll just go pop and people will say uh, why on earth are we appointing a manager with no experience Uh, but people are happy just seeing John and Alex Neil uh, little Alex in his wheelchair the familiar face at United matches he often uh, waits for the players after the match and gets the autographs and he said he's going to get the cover of the new fanzine autographed by Oli Gunner. So good luck with that, let us know if that came off. I'm and, and right by the away turn styles now, the sniffer dogs are going up to Huddersfield fans. Don't know what they're sniffing for, what people from Huddersfield would be bringing here. They're going to be a bit cheeky here and say, Whatever can, what can Yorkshire people be bringing over to, to England? But, um, yeah,
6: one second. I'm just going to get into the ground now. It's post-match after United 3, Huddersfield 1. Uh, it's John Ashton i here with the rest of the fans, sellers, we've got Stu Edwards, Anthony Bloom and uh, Ant Shaw, um, who've just watched Ole Sol Solskjaer's Manchester United, uh, putting a reasonably good performance against uh, a spirited but pretty poor Huddersfield team. Um, before we go on to the game, lads, we've we've not actually spoken since um, obviously Jose Mourinho was the manager last time we were we were here um, me personally I had some lingering doubts of whether getting rid of him was the right idea or not I have the last two games put that to bed that getting rid of him was the right
5: idea Stu can I just say Steve normally comes to me first oh sorry, <laughs> no, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> gonna, I've done this the wrong way around I'm getting off we come on then. we're going to go to Anthony then <laughs> yeah well I, I'm certainly enjoying football <laughs> again outrageous. Yeah. so um, it was um, you know we're not absolutely excellent are we but we're we're, we're asking questions the teams and the defenders and um, I'm, I'm really positive about us going forward. You know, I think players look, are looking... They're just doing, like, they're trying things, aren't they? They're going out of position. They're, you know, you saw Martial's goal the other day. He popped up on the right-hand side rather than the left, where he'd be told to stay in, like, a 20-yard zone under Mourinho. And, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Is there any particular person now I've got to go to. Or is, it my, <laughs> is it my choice
6: now? Or? You can go to You can yeah, all yeah. fuck off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home. Yeah. Um, just what Anne said, really. Um, it's loads of cliches, knocking around, There, smiles on their faces, playing with freedom, full-backs in their heart, bombing on. It's just like... But I just, I don't, I don't want to be being a pessimist here. But there's bigger fish to fry, ain't there? Cardiff, we all. Well, well, we
6: have got lucky in that we've probably yeah, played yeah. The, the worst two well, seasons in a family League. And that's probably
3: why exactly they did it. I think he, he, we'll never mm. know if it had gone to Anfield and won 3-1, would he have still been sacked? We'll never know. Maybe, but he's he's lifted the place. It needed it. I think. It, you know, it was just doom and gloom. Apart from myself, coming, turning up, getting piss wet for every week. There was just, it was it was a chore mm-hmm. coming to Old Trafford, and it shouldn't be that. So if, no. if, if, nothing, yeah, yeah. if nothing else, he's, he's done that and he's made it uh, a bit exciting, you know, of a place to come again, uh, albeit against uh, another quite poor team today. And you know, and, and even looking ahead to Sunday's game, Bournemouth for a bet, better side, although they've, they've got spanked today at Wembley five nil. But um,
7: again, it's the right time to bring him in to get some confidence. Bleemer, you agree? Okay? Yeah, I'm agree with all of them. I just, it's just with the players, it, it's annoying that the, you can't really blame him for everything what went on. Yeah, it was probably the right time that he had to go. But you've, this set of players, the core of them, have done it under three managers now, where they've down tools, I'm and not that's sure. what. You know, I, this, I, I was, I was, I was talking about this so, mm. um,
5: though, whilst in the ground, and it is down in tools. Like, if you're told to stand positionally, no, in like a, totally in a zone, then and you can't go out of it, yeah, then I, is
7: that down in tools. I just it's, don't think it's the manager per se, I think it's a collective for me, I really well, do. Mate. It's
6: interesting what Ant says there, because I don't know if any of you saw after the uh, Cardiff game last week, uh, Michael Owen and, and Wayne Rooney were, were quite adamant that, that footballers don't down tools, and, and they were pretty much of the opinion that, uh, this is my next question then, so yeah. there's it, it, obviously been such a drastic change in the way United played over the last couple of games, you know, you've seen a full flying high up the yeah. pitch, you snapping into tackles, the centre-backs are passing the ball a lot quicker, a lot of first-time football, now, is that purely down to... I don't, manager. Down Is to that... don't,
7: don't get me wrong, don't yeah. get me wrong. The, the last show for me was a City game, don't get me wrong, and it, I had to change, I do believe that, but you've noticed the pattern over the last two years. I haven't agreed with any appointment that the club have made. I didn't want Moyes, I didn't want Van Al, I didn't want Mourinho really, but you could just see the pattern with each of them each time and they have, at some point, they have got to that, that point and they've thought... Yeah, I'm not. Don't really want to play for this. I, I, think, I don't think it's
5: down in tools. I think they become disheartened and they, they lack confidence. Because I mean, if you like, just say, take the example of probably mm. the biggest case in point, Paul Pogba. Like, he's, he, you can see him now. Mm. He's allowed to go wherever he literally wherever he, he was popping up on the right today, popping up on the left. Whereas con, in contrast to that, I think I think you can't get actually two. Even in terms of scoreline, they were in terms of scoreline they were similar. Huddersfield at home last year and Huddersfield mm. at home this year, but. The, the fact of the matter is, is that the, I enjoyed watching one far yeah, more than the it's other. To watch. The wins were routine, yeah, yeah. like um, really boring routine, just doing enough to get over the line. Whereas now mm. it's entertaining. Mm. We're passing yeah. the ball forward, you know. And Paul Pogba's is like, yeah. People, there's a lot of United fans that think he's a complete dickhead, and I can understand that point of view well, as after, well. But after his dances yeah. today, yeah. yeah but <laughs> Absolutely. You've got to remember that these, you know, if if you're a footballer, he's a, he's a bloody good one as well, and you're told. You know, when, we're, when we've not got the ball, you've got to stand in this zone and you're not allowed out of it. I think where he was going today. Well, the, the, the glaring difference in performances cannot be down, surely, just to
6: a bit of extra effort. No, I, think, I, I think the way the team's set up is, is completely different. Uh, and that's the thing I think the there's running. a license.
5: Did to, you see the running yeah. stat the other week yeah. against yeah. Cardiff? Well, yeah. if you look today, United will have probably done more running than
7: any, any, any other home
5: game. And that's because they're allowed to leave the position. They did, they did get you know, rid of him at
7: the right time, they've, they've looked at the games that are coming up hopefully we can get a bit of a run on now and the plane it is obviously better to watch and hopefully we can kick on a little bit The running
3: stats I think yeah. certainly since Fergie I've been they, they measure it not me like in kilometres and I think as a team we've averaged something like about 100 kilometres a game but Everyone else is like 110 one I mean, I mean Liverpool in the last three or four years have been like you know 15 120 they've just outrun everybody and obviously Liverpool they've added obviously to the squad with Van Dyke and McKeep and that's why they've progressed they've always had decent strikers but they've just ran an extra 10 miles which is a lot it's a mile a game well, that, that's sort of what it looks like at United mm-hmm. is that the minute that they're doing the basics a lot better yeah. you know yeah. the, the simple things in football. The, it's the confidence, you know, the the, the running, the, the tackling, the, yeah. the bombing forward. And again, going back to Fergie, there was a lot of players. Mm. I mean, down tools means <laughs> that's like a, a strong statement, but I do I do honestly believe, and I, I didn't I sat there. I, 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 Some I, of them have I, I disagreed there. with mm. Owen. I, I don't believe for one minute mm. that that's, that is the case. But I do believe that you you don't run as much. So you can. So Fergie used to get ten, twenty percent more out of Fletcher, mm. out of John O'Shea. These weren't world class players, but he get, he get yeah. he gets a performance out of them. It's all about in in your, in your mind, isn't it? Mentally as well. Subconsciously,
5: they're, they're probably running less and trying less. But that—that is—that is confidence as, a, mm. as an effect on that. Of course, if you're turning up every week, you're being told to stand mm. somewhere, and you know you manage your manager's telling you shit as well. You—you mm. you subconsciously might try less, but you don't do it on purpose. It's confidence.
6: One one player you've I've just mentioned there, um, and there's a, you know there's a lot of uh, debate around this player. You know, Gary Neville even got involved. Uh, Paul Pogba. Um, he does divide opinion with, with United fans. Last two games, he's come back into the team. He's, he set three goals up at Cardiff. He scored two belters again today. What, where, where do you stand on, on the old Paul Pogger
5: issue? Well, I, I think um, even under Mourinho, I think you'd have to be a, a clown to not, you know, not acknowledge the fact that he's, he's easily one of our most talented footballers, and that's why it was the end for Mourinho because he was picking people like Scott McTominay when Paul Pogger was on the bench. You know, it's never going to work, yeah. is it? <clears throat> so, but with. Um, with him, it's a, I, I was disappointed to see after Mourinho got sacked what he was doing, you know, because I, I don't really buy into the, you know, it was an accident, it was a advertising tweet or whatever. But yeah, I, I'm not... Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just want to see him get, get his head down and play football. Like, he scored two today. I would have liked him to, you know, celebrate, you bit of a less daft way and just get on with playing his football because he's got a lot to prove for United hasn't he
3: he's he's never going to change is he Um, we spoke about this briefly coming down in the car I think he's like the the modern day Paul Ince and that's you know Fergie fucked off Vince because of all this governor business was just the modern day version that first goal celebration today looked like he'd been tasered (laughs) <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite sure what you know, but that's, that's him. He's just elaborate, and he's he's yeah. out there, and he's got his emojis and all. That's never going to stop, whether he stays at United or goes back to Italy or whatever. But you know, but if he's scoring goals, you, I don't give a I shit think, really. Yeah, so I
5: suppose we should just say judge him on his performance. Yeah, but, but he, I just don't think you know. Years ago, when when a player had been out of form and he had a lot to prove, you know, you, you might see him come back into the team and really mean business, and yeah. you just get the thing. Well, you probably shouldn't criticise him, but he looks very
3: carefree, doesn't he? Yeah. You still want him
5: bossing. Yeah. The
3: bigger games, you want to see him sort of, coming out as man of match and, you know, bossing the midfield against Liverpool, against City. He's not done that yet, has he? Let's be but honest. One of the
6: criticisms labelled against him is that he divides opinion within the squad and everything else. But to me, that, that doesn't look like a divided squad to me. I think that's quite a together squad. I think it's they all
7: do. He's got quite a few close ones with him all side Like, you sent Lingard and Rashford and, you know, a couple more, maybe in Marseille. I, yeah, I know it sounds, um, mm. I've enjoyed watching
5: the team and you know, mm. score goals and look like they're enjoying mm. it as well. You know, that mm. I noticed today like something really small, but you know, when um, when um, Matic put the, the the goal in, he went straight over to Lindelof because of his header. You know, just, just little things like that, they look a bit more together as than they did
3: previously same. Well, the same with Velasco yeah. Mata made it really well in the box and a few of them yeah. went to Mata yeah. and a few of them went yeah. to Pogba so I, good think, good I, good think, good. I <laughs> think I think it who's to choose to celebrate with
6: so just come on to Solskjaer then um, pretty surprising appointment uh, even if it is a temporary
3: one is um, he the right man for the job at the minute at the minute but I think I would be <laughs> if I'd have scored yeah. the last minute winner in 1999 yeah. um yeah, if nothing else, I can't help thinking that you know, the, the club or Fergie, whoever's made the decision have been very clever with Mike Feeling. I think Mike Feeling's doing more than what you have realised. 13 goals in Mike Feeling's last three games <laughs> at United now. I spanning I over I five years. Yeah. I, I can't help thinking Solskjaer's a bit of the face of it, if I'm being honest. Uh, they were all yeah. doing bits on the, on the touchline today, all three of them, and Solskjaer was nowhere to be seen. Well,
7: probably said at the time, Mike Feeling should never have left when Moyes took over. He should, probably should have kept him on, really, instead of bringing his old staff in. You needed a couple of the old people in there to help him along I think it was a decision before that that was a bit of a problem <laughs> like, well, you know
6: what I mean though it's like yeah are you trying to say we'd anyway, we have yeah. had five European cups by now with David Meister
7: at the helm you, you know us. what I mean though yeah <laughs> but when unfortunately when we picked, picked him yeah, he should have kept at least a couple of them on I think but that, never that, did.
5: My, so. my opinion on the changes I mean hmm. I saw a lot of United fans making a very valid point about Solskjaer's inexperience and um why is he um, qualified to take that job? And he probably isn't. But
4: well, we've gone with
5: qualified, and what's, what's yeah, yeah. happened, you know. I think I think what United have to do is is um, or what they what they needed to do was um, they're obviously interested in a, in a manager, aren't they? That's not available till the end of the season, and I think their intentions were was to keep Mourinho until the end of the season. That was, yeah. but it got that bad. I mean, and when I say bad. Um, that is why Saltshire will probably have a reaction and can't fail because it just got that bad with Jose Mourinho that you know all these players are just gonna all of a sudden look like new people and and that that's that's what we're seeing, isn't it? But with with um, Mourinho, he had what was it? it he was picking players who we knew weren't better mm. than others that were on the bench just yeah, because do, he hadn't fell out it, with them. Yeah. We were playing five mm. at the back against Southampton. We was um, just going to Anfield and I've never been so. Certain after an hour, even though we were drawing, that we're going to lose a football match. But yeah, it it couldn't get any worse. And I'm just really glad that United have taking the time to um, look for a a new manager rather than just appoint a rush job mid-season. Do you think does there come a point? I mean, obviously we're not going to get too carried away
6: um, after two games. But do you think there does come a point where? Solskjaer's name does come in the mix for a permanent job, or do you think it's something they've already they've got you know decided already? Well,
5: it? I um I had a, I had a mm. chat with someone the other week at work, a, L- a Liverpool fan, and I thought he made a really good point, And um you know he might get might get a bit panned for saying this, but I I thought when Liverpool sat Roy Hodgson and um, they brought Galician, I thought the ma- the mistake they made was was making him permanent. Whereas if he'd have just done a six month job and nostalgia the yeah. takes over, yeah right? yeah, and he, he got he got the the club club's values back, you know. Um, and things like that and he, he just, just very small minor di- differences like and defending plan- racism you know? no no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I knew that was going to crop up
7: <laughs> I could see
5: it in your eyes yeah. but uh, let's not talk about that yeah. but um, no it was um, with with, with Dalgleish you just got Liverpool's like, ethos back really didn't he and, and I think that's been needed at United you've got to Get players enjoying themselves, get them free, you know, get them yeah, I, not worrying about making mistakes, getting worrying mm. about, you know, attacking
7: the opposition. I, trying I agree with that because I, yeah. I worried United could make a mistake if he ended up winning the trophy or you know getting top four. Would there be a reaction to say, oh, that's good? Well, me, I mean,
6: you, you could if, if the unlikely did
7: happen, and we won the Champions yeah. League. Surely you'd have to give him the job, wouldn't that's
5: you it? it, Yeah, that and that's batall, they've didn't got to be yeah, Look I, how I, that ended up. I won, think you know. the only way that he's getting the United job is if. The, the, the man that we want turns He's us available. down yeah. and yeah. I think we, we've mm. probably had some encouragement there the
3: experience yeah. thing is an interesting one yeah. my mate made a good point today like Pochettino and even even um, even Guardiola um, you know back in the day they had really really bad experiences and you know it did um no, was it? Was it? Pacino got relegated. Did he get yeah. relegated in yeah, Espec- Spanish so. or like Yeah. So they, you know, they've come and obviously they've grown. And okay, still not done anything at Tottenham, but um, he's, he's doing the right things, isn't he? Just like Southgate, I suppose, with England, he's, he's playing the youth and he's playing the right way. So the experience thing doesn't necessarily mean anything, although. Well, we've we've gone. The last two managers
5: could not have a better CV or more experience. Exactly. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe
6: we do overplay yeah. that little thing a little bit too I much. I think it's about
5: fit though as well, isn't it? I mean, you get you get some managers who are just not suited to clubs. Like and uh, Mourinho, the, the successes he's had were really at clubs that hadn't won anything, yeah. and um, already so they, they, they put up with anything mm. as, to win. Mm. And I think um, if United had bought into Mourinho, which they didn't, in my opinion, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. Come, yeah, yeah, I think it might yeah. have been a completely, yeah. a completely different story. Yeah. But I just don't think he was a, a, a very good fit for United personally. OK,
6: we'll come on to today's game. Um, decent performance, I thought, in patches. Uh, by maybe the first 15 minutes of the second half. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the game?
3: Yeah, again, um, just good to watch, wasn't it? You know, everyone seemed to be confident, playing with the ball, taking a touch. And, and even if, you know, even I mean... We'll come on to individuals maybe in a minute, but Fred worries me a little bit. He seems to lose the ball quite a few times. But apart from him, if you lose the ball, go and win it. You know, and that's what, Guardiola, what his team's built on, isn't it? You know, don't be scared of making, you know, uh, you know, mistakes or giving the ball away. But then go and win it. Go in packs and go and win it again. And I think we're doing that. And again, it's only against Huddersfield, so it's a bit hard to gauge really. Um, but overall, yeah, some some decent football. Again, there wasn't that many chances. I don't think first half. I don't think their keeper had too many shots to save, did he? It was
7: um, a bit slow first 15-20 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. a bit patchy and they had a couple of really good chances. I still think we're a bit ropey, obviously, at the back. I thought, yeah. I thought what the,
5: the, mm. the aspect to their game though, where we struggled a little bit was how mm. physical they were. Yeah. And he picked quite a small team today, yeah, didn't
7: he? I know we ended up yeah.
5: scoring off a corner and an mm. header, but I just mm. think um, I, when the, when the um, ball came into our box, and they had that big bloke cut from um, is it Del thing. Del po- yeah, or something? Is that what he's called? Yeah, yeah I just I just um, always felt it
3: was a bit of a danger that with Lindelof yeah. and yeah. Jones, yeah. Smalling, Fellaini and Le Carre yeah. right in team, you do become a small yeah. team. all of yeah. Yeah. a sudden you got Freddie Mate Matter, and all, of, you do look a small team. But well, well, one forward. that can play football. So. Well, that's yeah. the awesome difference. Uh, yes, yeah, so yeah. like liked big big tall players, but it doesn't always work, does it?
6: Well, what I found encouraging today was, like you said, that first twenty minutes was quite slow. It was obviously the way Huddersfield got set up. And if that game had been a month ago, after 20 minutes, you'd been convinced that that game yeah. was going to finish nil-nil today.
5: Yeah, uh, but, the, you know, they kept going. They've they the a lot of teams, them, in the last mm. year. You They're know? very well organised. Yeah, They're not going to play, but they are well organised. I think... Um, did, did they nearly get a point at Spurs, or was that somebody else? That was... Or just, Burnley, that yeah. one, I think. Oh, sorry, yeah, that was yeah, Burnley. Yeah. But um, <coughs> I know they got a point at City last year, and um, I, I watched that game, and I thought they, they, d- they defended really well. Um, but I, I just... Um, in the final third, I know we didn't have that many shots, I just really impressed with... How much we're trying. Yes. You know, how yeah. I many like mm. we were trying to create things and um we don't look scared to make the a mistake. confidence Rashford got yeah. I think it was
3: the fortieth minute when he nutmegged that yeah. full back mm. and just it was just mm. like yeah. brilliant to watch, you know. We've not seen anything like that for years, yeah. have we?
5: Well I think um so far, I know we're only two games in, but I, I think he's I, I think he's looking like he might benefit the, the most yeah. from this yeah. change, yeah, yeah he he really looks like it's he's like a place just, for England. Yeah,
3: just confidence. Yeah.
6: So we'll come to then. Uh, fan fi- though we'll finish the podcast. So with uh,
3: your man of the match, sure. Um I think I'm going to. Pogba's obviously up there, scoring two goals and again didn't do much wrong. But I'm going to give it matter. I think.
6: I wouldn't disagree with that. actually. So he gets my vote as well. I thought he was brilliant
5: to matter.
7: Yeah, matter or Rashford? Okay. Um, I should
3: have
5: thought of this earlier, but I'll probably <laughs> go. I'll probably go matter as well. Yeah, impressive. So, yeah. Matter
6: pretty much getting a full house then. Um, so yeah, we, that's we'll, we'll wrap the podcast up there. Um, Enjoyable game again, watching Solskjaer's United. The the buzz is back at Old Trafford. Um, Everyone's looking forward to going again. We didn't get told to stick our fanzines anywhere after the game like usual. Uh, Yeah, We'll be back. uh, We'll do a bit again after the Bournemouth game when hopefully United can carry on this uh, this run that we're on. Um, All the best uh, to everyone. Um, Thank you for your support. Um, Keep buying the mic, keep downloading the podcasts
0: uh, and we'll, we'll carry on doing our bit. Thanks very much.
2: Thanks for listening to the latest
0: United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet. We offer the best available odds on a United win as well as a host of special bets created by Reds. With half our net profits being donated to United supporters groups, Red Army Bet is about fans, by fans, for fans. Check out our website, redarmybet.com or download the app, Red Army Bet. We all follow United.